Hello and welcome to another episode of Patriot Preacher Podcast. In case you didn't know, my name is Dan Fraley and now we are moving on from the topic of suicide to a new topic. This is a whole new segment, so I want to appreciate everyone that has tuned in thus far and stay with us through the difficult topic of suicide. When I first thought of that idea of doing suicide, I I struggled with it. I didn't know if I should do that particular episode or not, and it turned out that it was a very difficult topic to talk about. And so when I do these podcasts, they're all going to be difficult. There's none of them that's going to be easy and they're, that they're going to be like, ooh, this is what I want to do. There may be some that I, that I do do that uh, because I do want to have fun doing the podcasts and stuff. Mostly I want to make podcasts where people can learn and ultimately <coughs> grow from, uh, grow from their, grow in their Christian walk. And so now we're moving on to a new topic. Uh, this is going to be segment two. And the new topic is going to be dealing with the family. And so we're going to be looking at the model family, you know, the perfect family. And so how are we to raise our children? How are we to treat our wives? How, do we, uh, how are we to treat our husbands? And so all this is going to be covered in this new coming segment. One of the biggest questions that we're going to ask is, okay, so the Bible speaks on how husbands and the wives' relationship is. The Bible speaks on how we are to raise our children. And so one of the topics that we're going to be talking about dealing with this is, of course, what happens when you don't raise your children according to the Bible. And So this is going to be one of the topics that we talk about in this segment. And so to kind of give you an idea, if you'll turn with me in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to look at some of the principles here dealing with this. If you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to look at uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. That's where we're going to start out because it really does address one basic biblical principle but how husbands and wives are supposed to treat each other now keep in mind if i get online here and one of the biggest ideas here if i get online and look up statistics i'm just going to google it here of statistics of divorce i don't know if you can hear me typing or not but if I'm just looking at statistics for divorce, scholar, scholarly articles for statistics of divorce, what is the divorce rate of 2019? Of course, the U.S. divorce rate is going down, and we have millennials to thank. According to the CDC, the divorce rate in the United States is 3.2 per 1,000 people. And, of course, that is uh, extremely low. But what do you have going on? <clears throat> well, it says the rate, uh, according to the CDC, the divorce rate in the United States has decreased by 18% between 2008 and 2016. And, of course, people say, oh, that's a great thing. You know, divorce rate on the, on the decline. People must be doing something right. Well, hold on. The marriage rate is also declining, for one. And for two, more people are doing what they call shacking up. 
they're living together outside of wedlock. And, of course, this is not biblical at all. In fact, when they do that, the Bible tells us that they are living in sin. And so what people are doing now, and, and I don't know if the statistics will show this or not. I could scroll down and look through. Um, you know, you talk about what actually is the divorce rate. And, of course, less people getting married, more people shacking up, more people having kids out of wedlock. More people not getting married because they think that marriage automatically leads to divorce. And so they'll have children out of wedlock, and some people don't want the hassle of going through a divorce, so they won't even get married to begin with. And so all of this is unbiblical, of course. And so when the Bible, when we read passages like Ephesians 5, verse 22, where it says, Wives, Submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Are you talking about in today's society with feminism on the rise and women who are proclaiming themselves to be independent? Don't They don't need a man as the saying goes. And it says here, and of course it doesn't really surprise me because when we talk about the world, well, the book, the Bible tells us over and over again to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And so when I'm talking about biblical principles, I'm talking about principles for success. Okay. The Bible provides us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, even in marriage. It tells us how to have a successful marriage. It tells us how to raise godly children. This is the Bible speaking. The Bible is not designed by God to make marriages end in divorce. The Bible contains everything we need to have a successful marriage. So the problem is people end up getting divorced because really they're not Christians to begin with, and they don't take the Bible as important as they should. They seek worldly advice instead of godly advice. They don't know how the the structure. They don't know how the structure of the family is supposed to be. And so what you have today really is, if you look at everything going on in the United States, what you have is an abomination in every sense. What you have going on in the United States today is you have men trying to marry men, women trying to marry women, and the laws allow for this, but not God's law. And so people today think they're marrying the same sex, and they're actually not in the eyes of God, for one. Number two, you have men and women divorcing and trying to marry in a way that is not scriptural. When they try to enter into another marriage, that's impossible in God's eyes. Only God can separate a marriage and then if a person is guilty of, say, fornication, and he, is put, he or she is put away for that reason, then they don't have a right to remarry anyway. But they go and try to enter into relationships not following the biblical advice or not following the biblical structure of how things are actually supposed to be. And so the problems accumulate. And so one, you enter into a marriage, a covenant relationship with God, a covenant relationship with your spouse, and you end up breaking that covenant relationship, you have children in this covenant relationship, and then one spouse decides that they want to go in a different direction, 
completely splits the home. Now, the children are the ones that suffer the most. And I'm and really, I'm just giving you a background here. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know at this point, right? So the children are the ones who suffer the most. When parents are bringing home different people or bringing different people into the lives of their children after you split the home, and the, children's are the, the children are the ones that have to live with this. And let me tell you some of the results that I've seen from this just personally, from what I've seen, you know, what I've experienced, is the children go, grow up insecure. They're never really sure of who they are, for one. They're very timid, and or they lash out. So they lash out in very negative ways. And so all this is the mindset and all this. Now think about this. I'm just giving you, I'm just touching the surface on what happens in families. Now I'm not even going into the problems of divorce, whether it be fornication, whether it be drunkenness, whether it be drugs. Now think about how much the children suffer in those situations. Think about how much children suffer when the, when the state gets involved and starts pulling children out of the homes because the parents aren't able to take care of them, uh, because the parents aren't even able to take care of themselves. And so all of these are an accumulation. And make no mistake about it, there have been studies done on this in depth. I'm just scratching the surface. Most importantly, the studies have been done on this in depth by people who want to destroy this nation. I'm talking about people like Planned Parenthood. You see, Planned Parenthood understands that if a woman has an abortion, kills her own child, nine times out of ten, the person who had the abortion is going to suffer for the rest of their lives. They're going to carry that guilt for the rest of their lives. There are alternatives to abortion that people don't want to talk about. Adoption, foster care, all these things that uh, are are options, are viable options that don't include murdering your child. And so this is a very touchy subject when you start diving that deep into it. I just want to talk about, on this particular podcast for the next couple of episodes or whatever, how the structure of the family is supposed to be and what happens to the family, and not only to the family. Now think about this. When the Bible teaches us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people that's taught in the book of Proverbs. When the family structure is torn down, is broken down, and I'm talking about the traditional family structure. I'm talking about what God said is marriage. You know, if I go back to Genesis chapter, let me see if it's Genesis chapter 3 maybe. Uh, Now, let's let's go back to Genesis chapter 2, at the end of Genesis chapter 2. And so, when I think about Genesis chapter 2, when God made Adam and he made Eve, he made Adam from the, he made Eve from the rib of Adam. I go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, and it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that that the man should be alone, I will make him a helpmeet for him. So women were created to be a helpmeet for man. That's what the Bible says. And so 
the Bible says in verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now that one flesh doesn't mean that one is superior to the other. That means they are one flesh. And and that is a if I'm looking for a scientific term for that, that is the definition of a symbiotic relationship. They become one flesh, they What's the word I'm looking for? They help each other grow. And so they support each other. They're living off each other. They help each other grow. They nurture each other, right? And so in Ephesians, when you get to Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Try going down the street and telling a feminist this. Try going down the street and talking to someone that doesn't understand how the relationship is supposed to work. There's only one head of the family, and that is, of course, the man. So what is another problem here that we are introduced into? Well, one of the biggest problems today is the man doesn't understand that he is the head of the house. And so when decisions are being made, spiritual decisions, I I preach at a congregation where the men are very good, the men that attend are very good, but we also have women there whose husbands don't attend at all. And so the burden of being the spiritual leader of the family falls to the woman. So there's step one where God's plan of the family starts to become a little bit out of whack. Now keep in mind also we're going to get into and we're going to talk about during this segment, every how many it takes, hopefully it'll take about five or six like it did with suicide. But during this segment, uh, we're going to look at how the structure of the family is the foundation of a strong country. And so we can't have a strong country if we don't have a strong family foundation. In fact, you get what we have going on right now in the United States. Men not knowing which bathroom to use. Men and women not knowing what gender they are or what bathroom to use. And it's just really chaos. You have, I was just reading online on Facebook the other day about how in Texas and other places are becoming so liberal that they're, introducing pedophilia into the schools something that as something that is normal how sad is that because they don't understand what they were created here to do created here to be in the structure of the family and so don't worry i mean i'm talking a little bit about the husband and wife this time right now but we're going to get into how they are supposed to Raise godly children. Now look at this. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. When I talk about a relationship that is agreeable, 
a symbiotic relationship between the husband and the wife. They have become one flesh. They were two separate beings, and now they have come to be one flesh. And this relationship is simple. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives and give yourself to your wife as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. All throughout the New Testament, we see that the bride of Christ is the church. Christ loved the church so much that he gave himself for it. He gave his life for it. He shed his blood for his church. Now, if we think about how much Christ loved the church, how much are we supposed to love our wives? Now, indicative and implied in this passage of course, as wives and husbands, not husbands and husbands, not wives and wives, husbands and wives, man and woman. Now, what is the purpose for this? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Now, this is talking about Christ and how much he loved the church and how much we are supposed to love our spouses that he might present it to himself a glorious church, having not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now think about that. Do you love yourself? Do you think of yourself, if you're a man and you're listening to this, do you... Think of yourself enough to love your wife and nobody else. Now think about that. Now a lot of that has to do with different things psychologically. You know, a person may have low self-esteem. And so what low self-esteem does to a lot of people is it makes them seek attention. And it makes them seek attention in unhealthy ways, sexual ways, many different ways. It makes them seek attention by doing drugs, by wanting to please other people to the point where it could cause their own destruction. Think about how scary that is that people actually do that. Now listen to what the Bible says again. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. Now that is true in most cases, but not in every case. I have met people who absolutely hate themselves, hate how they are, and and really, you know, it goes back to distractions. What do we see on TV? What is the expectation that the world has of people? You see, people... Christians should never try to meet the expectations of the world. Christians should try to meet the expectation of what God's word actually says. Forget about what the world says. Do what God says. And if you do that, you'll have a higher self-esteem. You will love yourself more. You will be able to have a healthy relationship with somebody because you love yourself, because you respect yourself. If you can't respect yourself, you're not going to respect anybody else. And so this is one of the many, many problems, and it forms so many deadly and destructive 
addictions that really tear the family apart. And so a lot of these issues, this is what we're going to be talking about this podcast. I just read a couple of verses out of Genesis and Ephesians. When we come back, uh, we are going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. Uh, We have talked about the relationship a little bit about the husband and the wife, and it goes so much deeper than that. There is so much give and take when we talk about the relationship between a husband and a wife. And and I say that in all love because, uh, to be honest with you, I have family members who are homosexuals. I'm not a homophobic. I just try to follow what the Bible says. And if you are living that lifestyle, you know, what can I say? I can't only preach what the Bible says, for one. And number two, I don't hate you. In fact, I love you. I want you to be converted to Christianity. I want everybody to be converted to Christianity, to the truth. And so this is why we do these studies, because right now the biggest problem in the world, and the, uh, the biggest problem in the United States, I should say, one of the biggest problems is the family. The tearing of the moral fiber of the family and destroying the family and the home is what is destroying this nation more so than anything else. Trying to redefine what marriage is. Trying to redefine what a family is. Promiscuity when it comes to sexual relations. Having multiple partners. These are all sins in the eyes of God. That's why the Bible says one man, one woman for life. Because Look at Sodom and Gomorrah because that's what God teaches. And so uh, in closing this particular segment, as we touched on the marriage, uh, the next time we come together I will have statistics for you, more in-depth statistics when we're talking about families and the homes and what destroys a family even more. And we're going to be talking about godly counsel and raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord the relationship not only between the husband and the wives, but also the husband and the children and the wives and the children, the women and the children that's in the home. And so we're going to be talking about a lot this segment. And I hope you're looking forward to it, and I hope you join me. You can find me on Apple Podcasts and, of course, uh, Spotify and really any other platform that I can that I can get myself on, not that I'm doing self-promotion, but I think te- Bible teaching and preaching is needed more today than anything else, and so I want to try to do that and promote that. And so thank you for being with me. If you have any questions, you can email me at cfraley2 at net. You can actually call or text me or message me at 423-707-4178. I will try to give you a Bible answer for what I believe when it comes to what it takes to be a Christian, what it takes to worship God correctly, and to do all the things that the New Testament commands us to do since that's the testament that we're under. So thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next week, or we will talk to you next week. And if you have any questions before then, don't be afraid to reach out. Thank you guys. Have a good night.